Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. John Cherian, uh, co-founder of N Paradigm, uh, in one of the India's leading experiential learning and gamification companies. Uh, John is a graduate of IIM Ahmedabad and has worked uh, for companies such as Infosys before starting his own venture in 2010. Hi John, welcome to ELI. Yeah, hi Priya. Uh, John, I would request you to start by introducing yourself to our audience, please. Right. So I am uh, a co-founder at N Paradigm Performance Solutions. Uh, I did my computer science engineering in 2005 and uh, post that worked in Infosys for a few years and then uh, did my MBA from IIM Ahmedabad. Post which I started in N Paradigm. Right. And I've been doing this for the last 10 years now. Okay. Uh, John, tell us what is N-Paradigm, what are the uh, services we provide and what is the size of the company? N-Paradigm is a uh, learning products company. We make uh, a lot of experiential learning products for corporates uh, with a mission to help people uh, you know, be happier and perform better at work. So we, over the last 10 years, we've built up uh, a lot of uh, products which can be used on the web or the mobile. Uh, our products are uh, what we call simulations, right? And just to help you understand what a simulation is, there's a common analogy that we always use, right? Uh, when we all grow up, uh, you know, when we learn to cycle, we first, you know, how do we learn to cycle? We, our parents come behind us and they, uh, you know, hold us at the back uh, of the cycle, right? And then we fall down from the cycle multiple times and then you know over a period of time we slowly get uh, some level of balance and one day magically we have cycle balance right so that's how you most people learn how to how to cycle right uh, now how do people learn how to uh, maybe drive a car uh, it's not the same way that you learn how to ride a cycle right you don't go crash it a few times and then over a period of time learn how to drive a car right so when you start off you need to have an instructor next to you someone who already knows how to drive a car uh, many of us uh, have gone to formal driving schools where the instructor has all the controls. So they have the clutch, the brake, the accelerator. Uh, is all the control is with them. And while you have the steering wheel in hand, uh, most of the control is actually done by the instructor. And over a period of time, as you learn to master the controls, the instructor slowly transfers control to you. And then you have the entire car under your control. right? So that's how you learn to drive a car. Now, how do you learn to fly a plane? Uh, is that the way where you know you get in with an instructor and then mid-air you start slowly getting controlled? No, right? That's where you used simulations, right? And why do you use simulations there? Because the risk of uh, something going wrong when flying is far higher, right? Uh, so you first start off with a flight simulator where for a long period of time you uh, you know uh, sit in a simulated environment and which works almost as good as a real environment. And uh, when you push the throttle up or down, the environment reacts around you, making you feel that you're actually flying, right? And then uh, as you, if you crash, you just reboot the simulation and then we again start all over again, right? And you have to complete so many mandatory hours in a simulation and show your mastery in a simulation before you actually go into a real uh, flight, right? Um, and that's exactly what we are also trying to do in the corporate world, right? 
help people look at different aspects or different situations in a virtual simulated environment so that they master different nuances of of the job right and the devil is always in the detail right so a uh, lot of skills that people take for granted a lot of behaviors that people take for granted actually require a lot of mastery uh, to kind of really become good at them right and it takes a lot of time and effort we aim to crunch that time uh, for your corporate learner so that they can quickly learn what is it they have to learn right and uh, time is very expensive when you are a working professional right you rarely get enough time for your development or for doing anything outside your regular work right so uh we always aim to kind of help the learner uh learn in an experiential way in a very realistic uh real life environment uh and uh you know learning very relevant learning so that their time is well utilized while they are in the learning world right and over the last 10 years we have created a lot of uh you know uh, simulations we have over 30 plus simulations today and we have multiple mobile platforms uh, for different industries to help people uh, learn different skills and at the same time become more productive okay john tell us uh, uh, what what kind of uh, simulations you have built so far in in terms of products and services okay, so we have uh, when i look at simulations we have basically two broad type of simulations right there's one type of simulations that we call the business simulation the business simulations are those where you have uh, uh, you know different uh, companies business models being simulated in a virtual environment right uh, and different companies roles key roles for example uh, how are as a senior management person in an it company uh, what are the different decisions that you have to take what are the different variables that you are looking at and what are the metrics that you have to achieve right so that's uh, one example if you are an area sales manager in a pharma company how do you run your territory right if you are senior management in a uh, uh, you know if you are senior management in a uh, fmcg company how do you what are the key variables that you are trying so we built different industry specific role specific simulations and each of these contribute to uh, you know uh, the end outcome in terms of helping a learner learn right so you put uh the way they work is that you know that uh, you put people into maybe 20 people into a, a virtual simulation where we group them into different teams and every team becomes a virtual uh you know company and competes with each other in a virtual environment right um, and they all make decisions they all get results from the simulation and then uh, you know we help them understand how the decisions they took are related to the results they got right Uh, if they invested more money in marketing in the simulation did that help increase their market share right uh, or if they improved salaries did that help improve uh, employee productivity and motivation these are all virtual variables and results that you can see in a simulation environment right uh, so the business simulations look at business skills uh, mostly around areas like strategy finance sales operations etc Uh, the other portfolio simulations we have are what we call behavioral simulations which are uh, quite interestingly uh, they you know they model how people behave with each other right uh, so they are in the areas of personal effectiveness uh, how do i become better areas of interpersonal effectiveness how do i work with other people and areas of leadership etc etc right how do i lead lead a large team how do i become better as a leader and aspects like that um so they are in areas like uh, how do i have crucial conversations 
on appraisal feedback etc etc uh, you know how do i take up, take up more ownership how do i collaborate better at the workplace uh, some of the softer sides which are again quite crucial to being very effective in your workplace and delivering good results uh, and in these simulations you know uh, people get into situations where the results are not variables like market share and uh, revenue and profit the results are the impact of what you do on people's moods emotions uh, the effectiveness of your conversations and things like that right so we have kind of quantified a lot of these softer variables and make it easy for uh, each player in the simulation to know that if uh, i made a particular decision what is the impact of my decision on the other party's mood uh, or their emotions uh, you know and how effective have, was i in actually having that conversation with the other party or in doing my work etc etc okay uh, john uh, now coming back to your journey uh, tell us how it all started after you graduated from iim uh, uh, i think that is one of the top b schools in india uh, in the world also mm-hmm. uh, why you chose entrepreneurship instead of going for a top paying job so my entrepreneurial aspiration actually got set even before i came to iima uh, you know even while i was at infosys you know i was doing quite well there and i uh, aspired to do more uh, and you know do more in life right? uh and uh, even when i joined into ima uh, i knew that you know i would be uh, starting up something on my own right and uh, it is just that at that point of time i didn't know what i would be starting so i spent those two years on campus uh, just mentally preparing myself uh, you know for this journey uh, and also trying to develop the skills that are required to kind of start up on this journey right uh, and uh i spent quite some time uh, with my family uh, and my fiance's family uh, to kind of just prepare them also uh, for this right because it's a, it's a different road right and uh, you know today entrepreneurship is a lot more common uh, you know but maybe 11 12 years back it wasn't really that common uh, so uh, people needed to be mentally prepared and you know you have to set expectations with all stakeholders right so they know what they can expect from you and what they can't so uh, that 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 was basically what i did uh, through those two years of time okay now tell us uh, how it all started like uh, how when did you uh, when did you get your first customer and uh, when did you recruit your first uh, uh, member to, uh, to the team so i'll tell you first of all how we kind of even came up with this idea of simulation uh so on campus uh, like i said we were looking for an idea to kind of run uh run a company on right and uh it's quite daunting to actually select a particular idea out of the hundreds of ideas that are there in front of you right and um uh so what happened over there was uh, you know we were doing this business school event uh, on ima one of our flagship business school events and Uh, for that event you know we had to create a simulation uh, and i really wasn't part of the event one of my friends was supposed to drive the event so he uh, reached out to me in a crisis moment and requested my help to build uh, you know build a simulation for the event and at that point of time we didn't know what a simulation really was we had some idea but we had no idea how to build it right so we spent about 20 days thinking how to build a simulation and trying to figure out how a simulation can actually work right and 
uh, we had about 30 days for the event to start and the first 20 days were just spent thinking on what on earth should we do to make this innovation right and then you know it sparked on how you should build it and then the next 10 days we roped in a team of first year students on campus and uh, in about 10 days we kind of uh, made the entire event uh, happen uh, and we had in the, uh, on campus we had made an airline simulation right where you can uh, you know you can start new you can buy uh, or lease uh, aircraft you can fly from one airport to another you know and for every airport uh, there's a particular cost that you to incur depending on the amount of fuel that is required depending on the distance right and depending on how many seats you are able to fill there's a price right a very simple game uh, but uh, in a very simple way modeling uh, you know how it is to kind of run an airline right uh, and we invited students from all the top business schools uh, IMA, BC, uh, you know, uh, Lucknow, Indore, Kolikot, ISB, uh, and many other schools as well. And they all came and the event went off quite successfully, right? And uh, post that, one of our professors kind of actually said that, you know, that uh, something like this also has commercial value, right? And uh, we were all people with uh, a common interest in. Uh, learning as an area, right? How to make people learn more effectively. So we decided to combine the skill, the passion of learning along with the skills of technology that we had, plus the business skills that we had acquired on these campuses uh, to start N Paradigm at that point in time. Uh, and that is how we, we kind of started. So we thought that simulations are a very interesting area to start off with. Um, and therefore we started a company which is into uh, corporate learning where simulations can be used to kind of drive drive people's understanding and knowledge and skills okay interesting um once once you have uh, uh, got a steady flow of, of uh, business i mean uh, uh, you yeah. have uh, got a product and you have got a customer how did you scale up uh, for scale up you need uh, basically two things one is funds and the other thing is a team uh, how did you uh, recruit your team uh, and how did you get your funds? So I'll, I'll probably start off with how we got our first set of customers, right? Um, so from an entrepreneurial journey perspective, what are your challenges, you know? So in all uh, today, uh, most common literature in this area keeps talking about product market fit, right? That how do you uh, identify a market and how do you identify uh, what the market needs and therefore, how do you solve that need, right? Uh, so we spend the first three, four months just you know rotating around in circles, uh, trying to get a handle on what this really means on the ground, right? And after three, four months, we kind of realize that we can uh, look at uh, you know different uh, you know learning programs for corporates with use simulations, right? Uh, so the the target audience was corporates and. Uh, we thought the pain area was how do you make people really learn quickly and fast so that uh, they can contribute more effectively to the company's business, right? And uh, we found that simulations were a very, very interesting way of doing that, right? If you look at learning mostly right from childhood all the way to adulthood, no one really wants to like uh, learn from textbooks and, you know, it's seen as very boring, right? Sitting in a classroom and learning, right? And even in corporate, that's the same. Thing. People generally don't like like to sit and learn, right? Um, so uh, simulations provide a way out where they are very engaging ways of learning. You are actually not learning; you are playing, 
right? And in the process of playing, you learn. That's basically the simple idea, right? Um, uh, but for us, uh, you know, corporates don't just come and you know, attend anyone's workshops, right? Uh, they need credibility. Uh, they need to know that they are sending their participants to people who know their stuff. And we were a bunch of people who just graduated from campus. And, uh, it wasn't very easy to kind of convince corporates to send people for uh, our events, right? Uh, however, we, we had a stroke of good fortune because we did our first event on the IMA campus itself. Uh, so the same B event, B school event on which we had made a simulation, we partnered with that same B school event to do a, a corporate event for them where corporate participants would come, right? And we figure out that you know a cost per participant would be about say seven eight thousand bucks, uh, and we priced our you know seats at ten thousand rupees per participant, right? And uh, we had about thirty days, so we uh, had a very tight schedule. Uh, those were the fun days of N paradigm where, you know, at night we used to sit and actually code and make the simulations. And in the day we would be sales and marketing people. We would uh, send out mailers, we would call corporates, try and get seats. And then at night we would again go back to the coding hat and we would sit and code uh, all the simulations, right? So we working very long hours in those days. Um, and to a point where, uh, you know, until the day of the event on the morning, I was literally sitting and coding. Uh, the simulation that it would be ready for the event, right? And then at around eight o'clock in the morning, uh, I stopped coding, took a shower, and then came back as a facilitator for actually delivering the workshop, right? So the, those are the days, right? So uh, we uh, found, however, that you know that uh, we were quite lucky. Uh, the first event was a big hit. In fact, for a thirty-seat program, we had more than a hundred. Uh, people wanting to attend from different companies, right? Uh, so we realized that, you know what, we have enough runway to hold another two or three more such simulation-based events, right? So we did under two, three events quickly after the next two, three months and uh, slowly refined the product, uh, refined our delivery methods and content and all of that. And, uh, you know, we, we also managed to find a couple of colleges where uh, you know, they wanted us to train all their students at that point in time, right? And by the time we did all of this, uh, you know, we had first say five to ten lakh in the bank, right? Uh, so our situation was a little unique over there. We all had student loans, and uh, we were probably the first batch of MBA students who had loans of ten lakh, twelve lakh plus, right? Before us, uh, the earlier students were all having much smaller loans. Uh, 3 lakh, 4 lakh, etc. But in our year, the government hiked the fees big time. Uh, so our challenge was to be able to run a company while also paying off the student loans uh, and figure out how to make money from your company and also how to pay off your student loan EMI, uh, which was actually quite quite a big of a challenge. But that didn't really deter us uh, from what we wanted to achieve. We, we said, let's jump first and then figure out the parachutes on the way. right? And luckily that worked. Uh, you know, with some support from uh, our families as well, we were able to actually pay off our loans in just two, three years as well, right? And, uh, uh, you know, I think the, the key there was that we managed to keep our costs really low. We bootstrapped our way. Um, you know, so our costs, uh, you know, for the first six months, by the time we first came out with our first product, we had burnt only about 60, 70,000 rupees, you know starting the company, incorporating it, office rent, creating the product. So we were on an extraordinarily low burn, 
uh, at that point of time. And we had that 70, 80,000 rupees even from our pocket at that point in time. Um, so that is a good thing. We were able to kind of keep costs really low until we hit revenue. Um, and then once we made a first simulation, we spent the next year or so refining it. And I think the first two, three years were a little slow because we were in a bootstrap mode. And, uh, you know, when you're not really investing money, it's difficult to kind of really, really scale up, right? So uh, by the end of three years, we had about a crore uh, in the bank from all the savings we had accumulated. And then we started really, uh, you know, hiring people and, uh, you know, uh, growing the team, right? And uh, between 2013 and something like 2015, 16, 17, we started hiring the team. And by by the time we came to about 2016, we uh, had a team of about 30 people or so. Uh, so uh, the fact that we were bootstrapped uh, made us go a little slow in the beginning for the first three, four years. Uh, but after 2015-16, then we uh, became a little more aggressive. We hired more people. We started investing in marketing. Started going for a lot of corporate events to kind of showcase our brand. And uh, you know uh, what we've seen over the last 10 years, we've seen all the different kind of business cycles. So we've had cycles where we were bootstrapped and the company was generating money. Uh, we started uh, took the money from one business unit and we put it in another business unit. So we were able to start a second business unit by incubating it internally. Uh, then we went on a mode where we were investing heavily and we burned, burned cash over a couple of years. Um, and then we've also gone through the funding phase where we've taken funding from external investors. Right? So a lot of different experiences over the last 10 years in short. And today, by God's grace, we are probably a very recognized brand in the corporate learning space uh, in India. Right. And it's been quite a journey to have reached here. Okay. Uh, been a long journey uh, in the last 10 years. Uh, now, uh, what is next? What is your vision with the uh, company? So what we've done now is, you know, we are into two major areas. We are into uh, corporate learning and we are also into, uh, you know, uh, sales productivity. Right. So these are two business units that we run. Right. Uh, so from a scalability perspective, what we've done is, you know, we've been very focused in the last which corporates we are targeting. So we are looking at the Fortune 2000 companies all around the world today. And we are systematically getting into each of those companies. And uh, we uh, are also developing a product portfolio so that, you know, uh, we have a lot more uh, bigger deals that are going to come from all these corporates. Right? Uh, we've taken funding. Uh, so our aim is to grow uh, 3x every year in terms of top line uh, so that, you know, over the next five years, we, we become a pretty, pretty good uh, mid-size uh, level business, right? Uh, and that, that's where we are gunning for at the moment. Okay. Uh, almost up with the time. Uh, my last question to you, John. Uh, what are the interesting lessons you have learned so far and how do you suggest our, our young uh, people to join the path of entrepreneurship? So, uh, you know, I think uh, lots and lots of lessons accumulated over the last 10 years, right? And uh, I believe every lesson has a context in the sense that, uh, you know, there is for a particular situation, there is a particular uh, solution that you apply. And the same solution may not be a good fit for another, another situation. Right? So it's, it's difficult to give, 
you know uh, generic prescriptions to any anyone who wants to start an entrepreneurial journey right but i think some of the basics uh you know cash is obviously king so you always need to have cash in hand uh, so keep an eye out on that secondly uh, as an entrepreneur i think the big balance here to do is to kind of figure out how some work has to be done um, and how to find the right person to do that job and how do you find the right cost at which you can do that job um, and then how do you kind of get it you know done in a sustainable way right by having the team motivating them making them see the big picture etc that's a continuous job of an entrepreneur all the time right and many times uh, you know as entrepreneurs you end up getting stuck in uh, the you know the minor points which are important um, and you kind of end up spending a lot of energy there right so i think what is very critical for anyone who wants to eventually be an entrepreneur is uh, knowing where they are going to spend their mind space right and uh, it's it's probably a lot more challenging to do that as an entrepreneur than as a corporate professional because you know anything that someone else in the company can't uh, uh, do uh, eventually has to get done and therefore as an entrepreneur you have to figure out how to solve that problem for the company right so uh, in that process you know it's it's quite easy to lose the sight of uh, the big picture you lose the sight of where the company should go where the company should grow right a lot of time ends up getting uh, you know invested in the wrong places right so that's probably the other other big thing that i would like to kind of give us an input that be very conscious of where you are spending your time and how you are spending it right because it's it's quite e- easy to kind of uh, uh, spend it in areas which probably are not the best best use of it okay uh, on that note i would uh, close this session and it was a great pleasure to host you here at ela Uh, thanks for your thank time you, uh, and our best wishes for in paradigm thank you thank you very much yeah. uh, we are second follow and connect with john on linkedin by searching for john cherian also do visit their website by typing in paradigm.com that is it for today's episode we'll be back with another exciting entrepreneur stay tuned to eli